Welcome back to the PCS Podcast, your home for all things competitive Pokemon TCG. In this episode, we're going to be going over the Lil Regional Recap, dive into a quick MetaShare study following that event, and then we're going to go over the Paradox Rift set review and wrap up the show with our Toronto predictions. I am your host, Drew, and with me kind of more recently um reoccurring than most is uh justin and nick um how we doing guys um justin go ahead and lead us off i'm good um i went to a challenge this weekend um didn't perform super great but still got into top eight um so that was nice um nice change after bubbling a bunch uh previous week um the kid is doing good we had another follow-up appointment with their stuff today and everything came back looking good so that's a plus and uh happy to hear that for sure yeah it, it thank you it, it, it was it's relieving to hear the good news um so that's pretty awesome and then just getting ready for another uh, busy work week got a bunch of we're going into season here in florida with all the snowbirds coming down so um i am brewing like crazy right now so um which is a good thing it means i i keep my job so <laughs> how are you guys doing <laughs> Yes, I mean, without your job, um, you would just be pokey Justin. I don't know, like <laughs> without without <laughs> brewing, who would you be? It's your identity. Who am I? <laughs> right. Asking the real questions. <laughs> um, Nick, how was your week, man? It, it's good. Um, have just the the tiniest bit of congestion, so if I sound a little weird or I cough or anything like that, I apologize. I'll do my best to mute myself as I go if I feel it's happening. But otherwise, feeling real good. I've I'm reading a book on building and creating business models, and that's for a personal project that I'm working on that will tie into Pokemon should it take off. I mean, it's going to take off, but like, it, it's, it will tie when? into Pokemon. <laughs> the Dark Bear Dojo Gym IRL. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, actually. An Cats actual gym dogs. you can come <laughs> challenge. That's that, the goal. That is what I'm working towards. I, I want to open my own jujitsu school. Um, this is the first time oh, I'm nice. saying it out loud in a public voice. I wasn't going oh, to, but oh, I didn't mean to spoil <laughs> anything. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> you could have just told me no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to open my own jujitsu school, and the goal is to have people uh, and with, you know, I'll announce dates and whatever come to the gym, actually challenge me for a badge and. You know, try to do something like that. I have some other content ideas that I'm going to be able to do uh, as well. So it'd be really, really cool. But first, I got to learn how to run and open a business. Yes, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a big part of it, Sensei. Um, Pay your taxes. So wait, are we challenging yes. you in like fighting or like TCG? Because uh, you bring your animal cool. in. <laughs> it, it, it don't, no, definitely not that last one. Um, <laughs> If you want to challenge me, Nick, the jujitsu instructor, uh, you have to sign a waiver. If you want to <laughs> battle me in Pokemon, that's a little more uh, readily accessible. And I'll take challengers in Go, VGC, or TCG. Go and VGC are easier to do, just kind of on the fly. You just connect your, you know, your uh, your switch together, local connection, local whatever, or. Um, you know, Go is super easy, just become friends real fast. TCG requires a little bit more setup, so I'll probably lean away from that unless mm. I like explicitly state ahead of time. It's also hard to be like a fighting type specialist in the TCG because you have to use 
so many supporting Pokemon to make a deck actually function. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's the plan. That's awesome. I'm happy for you, man. That is pretty cool. So I hope it works for you, Sensei. Yeah, I hope so too. But Drew, how has your past week been? Busy. Um, you know, you guys, you guys heard last week. I didn't. Well, I technically you didn't really hear much because I didn't have much of a voice. Um, that came back pretty quickly. Uh, but then the week just busy, man. You know, we're we're on weekly uh, baby appointments now, and it's just uh, it's a wild ride. You know, we got the crib all finished. We got the bookshelf built. Um, you know, we're always like getting and seeking clothes and you know a lot of my friends and coworkers have been super cool because they have all recently had kids so we got a lot of the fun hand-me-downs and sorting through those and um you know we're prepping for the baby shower which is early november too which is really cool so it's just uh you know i'm wrapped up in it i'm i am so very much so ready to like meet her and you know as much as i want to meet her she still needs to cook just a little bit longer so we're just kind of stuck in this uh the happiest version of purgatory you could think of. <laughs> yeah, you're coming yeah. down to the wire, man. Yeah, no, it's it's almost here. You know, like I got this time last year. Had you asked me where I would be a year from now, this is definitely not what I would have expected. Nonetheless, I am happy to be here, regardless. Yeah, just just you wait, man. You're it's 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 the best moment of your life. It's it's as bad as everyone ex- tells you, but it's also as great as everyone tells you too. It's, I I have no sliver of doubt that I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. Like right right now, I may seem stressed and overwhelmed, but it's all for a good cause. So uh, without pretty further, cool and collected with that mustache. Yeah 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 the stash <laughs> for sure definitely not because I uh, painted my beard on accident. Uh, <laughs> I did actually get a chance to watch some Pokemon. Um, I had a I had a horse in that race. Uh, I picked Owen Cameraman. Uh, in the PCS podcast Pickham's League or whatever, um, and I really thought that uh, I had hit a home run this week, but uh, I'll take a top four. Top four is super sick. Um, but the little regional, you know, eight hundred fifty-five masters. People were really excited about this specific graphic because top eight consisted of technically eight different decks, which bodes well for you know a diverse format for the most part. Um, and some people will look at me like, oh, well, Drew, there's two Mew VMAX on here. Wrong. They're different. One of them's DTE Mew and the other one is Fusion Mew. So technically different archetypes still play very draw a million cards with Genesect and hit for a million numbers. And if you don't have Drapion, haha. Um, but this is uh, this is what our top eight looks like. Any notes on this before we dive into first place? Yes, it's seven decks. Seven different decks. I don't care. Any, anyone with a real opinion have an idea on what this top eight is. Gudra is back. I, I love to see it. Um, you know, so do I. I it's it's one of those decks that just adds something fun to the format. Um, you know, there's always that sneaky like Arceus Gudra that just kind of like sneaks up here and there and people are like posting their list like oh yeah i didn't do so well in day two but this is what i played but i love to see lost zone gudra make a splash as well you know there's a lot of um you know not scrutiny but it's it's a difficult decision you know if i want to play sableye in it or if i'm not going to play sableye and i'm just going to go this the pure water steel route maybe features amazenta maybe steer a little heavily into using radiant greninja as an actual attacker in the deck um nonetheless Gujra, very, very cool card. Love to see it in top eight. Uh, any other notes 
Uh, I'm pretty. I don't remember. I, th- I think I said Gardevoir. I think that was my pick to do well last week. I'm pretty sure somebody can comment and tell me I was actually uh, wrong and pick something else. But Gardevoir top eight, I'll take it. Yep, yep. and then piloted by a very good, uh, very good player too. Yeah, and then something we haven't seen in a while too is uh, the return of Lost Zone Tina. Um, yeah, literally in that first seed spot too. Um, it. It was we talked about it for the last few weeks about how it's such a good deck on paper, but it hasn't seen pretty much any play. And here it is, like I said, first seed, which is is pretty cool to see the resurgence. I mean, after fifteen rounds being ten zero and five, that's like bananas. That's the definition of a winner. Tie try. Yeah, and Alberto Conti is such a talented player, so it's not really surprising to see uh, Alberto in the number one spot, especially with a deck that just does. It's we said it. It's a really it's a solid deck. It's just people weren't playing it for for one reason or another. So cool, you know, cool to see it at the top because Lugia generally bodies it. Yes, it does. I mean, it's just consistent. You don't have to you know fail to find one V V V and then have to go get another and pray you draw well into the V star because that deck just does not play Ultra Ball. Um, one thing I did want to point out as well. Uh, Patrick uh, Bartisovich, I think that's how you say it, um, had an okay showing at Sacramento and then bounced all the way back in Lil. And this is really cool to just see these like journeyman type players, you know, go from port to port essentially and just consistently, you know, apply themselves and do very well. So really cool notes about the specific players in this list as well. Absolutely. Yep. So first placed. Uh, Kansta Kayama playing Fusion Mew. You've seen this time and time again. And one thing I wanted to point out is that Iono is not in the deck, but I suppose Roxanne kind of fills that void. One Mew VMAX goes down. Your opponent's taking three prizes. Now you're putting them at a very dismal board state, potentially, uh, unless they have something to let them draw into a bunch of cards like a Bibarella or a Genesect themselves. Uh, I like the addition of Avery. I don't know if there's really a deck i could point a finger at specifically and say like you're super punished because i played this um but i've been wrong once or twice before and other than that the single trekking shoes is very cute but uh you know if you had 59 cards that might not be the worst card to throw on top of your list uh, any thoughts on this list it yeah it's mu v max what what what's that to talk about it's the <laughs> same thing we've been seeing for the past you know, almost two years at this point. Like, yes, it's it's Mu V Max. We got the Fusion Strike energies. There's the one path to the peak. Uh, a lost city to deal with those Radiant Charizards, especially. Um, I, I, I just, I'm just, yeah, it's Mu. It does Mu things. It's it's very strong. I'm very tired of it. <laughs> You're so enthusiastic about this guy. <laughs> um, I despise this yeah. naked mole rat. I know you do. The uh the the one thing um I, I guess Consta was expecting was a lot of spear tombs because something we haven't been seeing in Fusion Mew uh as of lately is the Ice Cube. Um mm-hmm. but we see it in this list to, you know, snipe those uh the spear tombs or whatever else may be on the bench that you're need, needing to take that knockout with. Um so I, there was a lot of spirit tomb around this weekend, especially because people, you know, the rumblings of you being back in play is, you know, was very loud, especially at Sacramento and stuff like that. So um, just 
that addition made it, uh, you know, made the matchup probably in his favor for a lot of these things where people are like, oh, I'm going to slap a spirit tomb down, spirit tomb down, and have a free matchup. Well, not anymore. So, which um, I would like to remind everybody that again, I'm pretty sure last week I had said if you're gonna play Mew, play the Fusion Strike because people are going to be coming out with those. Uh, those spirit tombs as an easy counter, and now you can deal with it a little bit better. So I don't like to advocate from you, but I do like to point out when I'm right. And <laughs> here we are. Yeah, screaming into the void. <laughs> I would, I'd be doing it. <laughs> You'd see the whole mic in my mouth saying, "I was right." <laughs> so, so man, we need to go to you for a... meta predictions. No, yeah, exactly. don't, but also let's not make this a habit of like one, me being right because I shouldn't ever be, and two, Mew continually seeing success. Like, can 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 we just all collectively agree to start going back to playing Drapion? Like, why have we why have we stopped? That's a really good question. I, but there are times where I feel like playing Mew, and then I'm like, oh god, people are still playing Drapion, and then I play it, and there's no Drapion. So I I just I just don't know what the right answer is for you, you know. And if Mew doesn't play, like if, if Mew has all the answers to the answers to Mew, like what's what's stopping the squishy pink thing from winning? It's it's the Drapion and hope that the path, the one path they have, doesn't they don't flip heads on cram, find it, and it sticks. Yeah, they they do play fairly close to the sun with a single path. You know, maybe there could have been some uh, advocation for that being a second stadium instead of a tre- single trekking shoe, but. That's what uh, I would regardless, think. Uh, Mew won, and uh, yeah, it out. worked out. It, it, it <laughs> obviously worked out, right? Like yeah. they 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 had won. Congratulations! Uh, but seriously, can we please stop letting this happen? <laughs> at your next uh, at your next regional showing, I hope you show all the Mew players how it's done. Um, second is Arthur Trechler. And I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong. I know there's a Z in there, but I don't know how to pronounce it in there. Uh, but I love this list. They play Spiritomb. They play Crosswitcher. They play Ditto, which I didn't read all the way through when I was practicing with it. And I'm stupid. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a really cool card on your first turn, but after that, it's dead. Read your um, cards, kids. Read all of them. Yes, read your cards and don't always trust the people who translate them for you online, please. And thank you. Um, This list is sick. It's Turbo Lost Box. It's got answers for just about everything. And, you know, this is this is what I like to see. The innovation at a small scope for cross switchers is so sick. Like anyone have an additional note about that? I just want to know how they made the freaking how they made everything fit in this list. That's exactly oh, what I was say. You got yeah, three ropes. So tight already. That three fitting ropes, four of those switch card. And the canceling clone. Like, what? Yeah. Well, like, there's been some flexibility with this deck. Again, you know, we're referring back to the previous statements we made about Giratina, how they have to feature six cards to make the deck do one thing. And then Turbo Lost Box can do the same thing but better with fewer resources and demanding that it play that specific energy type and a consistent evolution line of those cards. So you just have to look at what Lost Box can do on a minimal scope and feature what you want to do as an appropriate meta call. And you can see it clearly here. There's six cards at the top of this mat. 
that fit in this deck while everything else just screams, I still play Lost Box very well. You don't have the Kyogre package, so it's, you know, it's it's reasonable to be able to fit it in a deck like this. No, I'm a big fan of the cross switchers. I think it's, I think they're great. I, if I'm, if I was going to play Lost Zone, it's going to be something like this. It's going to be a, a turbo, be able to slap some, you know, a, a Lugia V or a Tyranitar in the face with the, either Raikou or Dragonite. I personally like having those options. I really like having the option of being able to bench one of them, switch into it, Fleet Foot, draw a card. No, it's not what I need. All right, Forest Sealstone, I'm going to get exactly what I need to make this combo happen. And that could be anything from your the second cross switcher to a Cancel and Clone, so you can cross switcher up a mana if you make a big Greninja play happen. Um, really, there's just so many lines of play and I think it's really cool. I tend to agree, Justin. If you had more thoughts, I'm sorry if I cut you off. There's just no, no, no. You're good. It's like I feel like just, and I, I do see where there's like a little cut here, a little cut there. And you know, you do that four times, and all of a sudden there's your your spots for your cross switchers. But it is just like I feel like lost box lists are so tight as they are because you need you do need that like four, 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 four of everything pretty much. Um, well, but the, you know, the looking switcher. at they four. You can cut one switch a switch cart and one escape rope, and that fits in your two two of your cross switchers. You drop a third for a seal stone. Now you got three cross switchers. Now you just have to find that one spot, that one piece of fat on this deck list, and you're kind of there. And you're not really losing the switch outs, right? You you're losing one switch cart and one escape rope, but you're replacing it with two sets of cross switchers. So you still have the same number of switching options throughout the, the deck. You actually haven't lost any of it. It's a little harder to do, and you might not want to, you might not be able to do it as freely, um, but you still have the same net number of switch outs, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's what I was go- kind of going towards is like, you know, they, because of that, they also took out the bot, you know, usually lo- Turbo Lost Box plays one count of boss um, for the bossing option, as well as a pal pad to cycle it back in. But we don't see either of those there, you know, foregoing that, but that's also because you have the cross switchers. Right. Um, there's also no Clara in the list, which um, I'm kind of still a fan of Clara and I play three rods instead, but there's also a huge argument for just going back to four rods. So that's not your supporter for turn. Um, so yeah, so I mean, just a, making all, all that fit and then the ditto. Yeah. is just so sick. That's my, my team and I have been talking about that a lot lately. Um, just because it is an extra deck thin on your first turn. And if you just don't find it your first turn, then it's a super easy loss zone target later on in the game. So just including one copy of that, I think is so good. Um, and one of those things where you know everyone kind of saw the ditto read it and they're like oh that's not going to be good but then it's got a perfect home in in something like lost box Uh, i tend to agree i like the ditto being able to you know if you have the the super lucky nest ball plus a vip pass in the first hand um and you're really trying to thin out and draw into the best possible cards being able to pull out the ditto, go into the active, switch into a comfy, be able to flower select with it, and then throw it away. It's kind of sick. I really do be liking that. Um, The canceling clone, I understand the necessity. Without boss plus crest switcher, I suppose that there are some combos to be lined up with that. You draw a ton of cards with Chorus, so it's like 
you're gonna see the ins and outs of this deck a couple of times depending on what your matchup is but it just it doesn't look combo reliant it just looks very um combo efficient maybe is the word I, I don't know, but it's it's a sick version of Turbo Lost Box that we really haven't seen grace our meta, if you will, so to speak. Yeah, no, I think it's sick nonetheless. Like, I, I really do like it, and especially <laughs> that uh, the canceling cologne, like you mentioned, it's just that's so cheeky. Like, there's so many times where I'm I'm trying to set up a Greninja play, and people like literally the turn before they can see it coming, and they they play down the mana fee. Well, now it's like, all right, cool. I, I see your mana fee, and I. Uh, I just go around it. Canceling clones also really cool um, for block Snorlax, which has seen a lot of play as of recent. So if you don't want to get that one turn taken away from you to potentially get the necessary cards in the Lost Zone to actually be effective with a deck like this, that one of canceling clone will basically buy you that game at an appropriate time. But I wouldn't just play it and then chorus in hopes that you can play your game afterwards. Yeah, you play so many switching options that shouldn't be too much of an itch- issue. It shouldn't be, but let me tell you. It can be, yeah, that's <laughs> let for me sure. tell you, it's a problem. <laughs> uh, our honorable mentions, uh, Hermani uh, Halatali. So sorry if I do not know how to say your last name. But you played Gudra, and we praise you for it. And this list is cool. I understand it's effective. Uh you know, you have the Zamazenta in there, and I'm a big, big fan of that card to Sableye. So you do have the access to get that reach, you know, doing 200 damage isn't knocking anything out in the format. Uh, Choice Belt is such a hard plug into this deck, although it's been the necessary one, especially to clap back into something like a Dragonite, because having to two-shot that while it consistently hits 170 or the full 250, if you haven't attacked yet, is uh, just difficult. So... It's really cool to see that you have the Sableye to kind of fix that and then work around the Roxanne and Ionos and so on and so forth. So um, very, very big fan of this list. Any notes on this? I'm a fan of Lost on Goudreau. I've, I've liked Goudreau since it was revealed. I've always been a, a big fan of it, a big believer. Um, uh, but again, I relate everything back to me and as somebody who plays single strike Urshifu in their Lugia list still I love to see this because I will <laughs> of course you do yeah anything anything Gujar or Gujar awesome Gujar like I'm pretty happy to see because they're not going to one shot my Lugia so I don't have to worry about that and I can one shot their Gujar regardless if they use wrong iron or not so yeah it is a lot of fun and then Tyranitar is just a big issue for them to deal with again because they're only doing 200 there's no choice spell so they're not able to uh, one shot of Tyranitar, so I can chip some damage, chip some damage, and take it, take my KO. Uh, I I love seeing Gudra in the format. Aside from you know having a, a pretty good matchup into it, it's, I I do think it's just a very <laughs> cool card, and I love Hisui and Gudra as a Pokemon. Like I Same. love the design of it. So if it's around, I'm happy. No, I I tend to agree. I know that. Um... Justin and I are big, uh, you know, Arc Gudra fans. It's one of the few pet decks we kind of agreed on for a while. Um, and it's sick to see how it just consistently hangs around when it's piloted by the, the right person. The goo god. Yeah, the goo god <laughs> itself. 
All right, so let's talk MetaShare study uh, infographic brought to us by Justin Basil. And this just seems like we're talking about the same seven decks every uh, every week, but Lasso and Box securing its uh, demanding its space at the top very consistently. Colorless uh, Lugia being very consistent, seeing a lot of um, different eyes on, on the deck itself. You know, what's your what are your thoughts on a weird ear in that deck right now? Oh man, I have such mixed feelings. It could be such a powerful game ending card. And it could also be super useless and cost you two free prizes. I mean, it is mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's so few moments where it's like, yes, this weird deer, it's not gonna lose me the game, it's not gonna win me the game. It's just kind of like I I it it doesn't have that. It's it's very much I'm using it for a very specific purpose. And if you fail in that purpose, you're going to get punished for it pretty hard. Agreed. Justin. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like I, I think it's, it's incredibly strong in the right situation, but if it gets played in the wrong, like you start it and it's just stuck on the board. Agreed. It's just a two prize liability. And I think we're starting to see like, a lot of variation in colorless Louie. Like people are starting to put different texts in there and stuff like that. And I think just going the, the regular Snorlax heavy build is probably the best version right now. Um, not really needing that weird ear. Like, yes, the weird ear is great for like a late game cleanup, but the only thing you're really worried about cleaning up pretty easily or easily with that is something like a Charizard EX. And I feel like we're slowly seeing that deck kind of decline at this point. Um, I just, so it, I think it's it's great in the right matchups, but can really hinder you in, in different matchups. And I know there's never a decision of whether or not to play um, Mew or Weirdeer, but there is an argument to be made about Weirdeer having really the only one-hit KO potential on anything like plus 220, 240, 250, plus choice belt if you're lucky. Um, you know, because it moves energy to it if there's no path in play. But if you're in a world where maybe double chops can throw a bunch of energy on it, it's really only got the O-Kill potential that nothing else in the deck realistically has. Uh, yeah. Especially if you can seal a game early. Like, I do think it's necessary for the deck for exactly the reason you said. It's the only thing outside of a Mew that could maybe copy something um, some let's play Radiant Charizard has some one hit KO potential, but I mean, it's just the damage is so high for Weird Air. It's, it's damage cap. I think it is very needed. And I'm pretty sure we saw it on stream. There was a Lugia mirror, and someone used their Weird Air. I'm pretty sure they, I don't did they boss their opponent's Weird Air and knock it out? Because the, you, you as a Lugia or really anyone who can read recognizes that. Weird Air is the only thing that's going to one-shot. So I knock out your thing that can one-shot my Pokemon, and now I can kind of stay ahead. But you put yourself in such a dangerous risk when you use that Weird Air because all your energies have to be on it. And so it's it might be a little bit difficult to set up second attackers or third attackers at that point because you don't have any recovery. So you have to you have to really nail when to use it. Even if you don't get one shot in return or you get, you know, two shot or something, you are stuck with those energies on that Pokemon. Yeah. 
yeah, for for better or worse, I suppose. Um, I mean, with like V guard energy, if they're one of the X amount of energies that are on there, Weirdier might be able to survive another turn. But that's like, you know, <laughs> it's not your ace in the hole. Uh, I mean, the Dragonite still one shots it. Um, Champau could still easily one shot it. Giratina still one shots it. Um, what else? Anything in Gardevoir could one shot it. Uh, so it's kind of Mew, depending on how many power tablets they want to commit to it, can one shot. It's really the only thing that can't are Arceus decks and Maridon. Yep, which is which is fair for sure. Um, speaking of Gardevoir, though, you know, meriting that third place spot, good pilots like to play decks that draw a lot of cards. Can't blame. I've seen a lot of Mew kind of find its way back into that deck after saw heavy, you know, not heavy play, but like it was inserted at Peoria, kind of fell off in Sacramento, and now Mew EX is finding its way back into Guardi. How do we feel about that? I love it, personally. I think it's just, it's it's really good in specifically the matchup that is your worst matchup in something like Turbo Lost Box. Um, just being able to copy their own Radiant Greninja attack is... I think so incredibly strong. Um, that's that's your way to trade out prizes and get ahead as well as uh, hinder their setup. Um, because a lot of times, at least currently, maybe it's going to be a little more expected going forward, but usually the Turbo Lost Box or any kind of Lost Box player doesn't really put their Manaphy down in that matchup because they wouldn't necessarily need it. Um, but then, you know, you pop down a Mew, uh, bring it to the active and accelerate energies to it, boss up the great radiant ninja radiant Greninja, and you can catch them off guard pretty easily and just hinder the setup. So I think in that matchup specifically, it's, it's worth the inclusion alone because uh, like I said, turbo lost box or lost box in general, just really stifles the deck a lot uh, outside of that. And with it being, you know, the number one played deck, why not up your chances against it too? I, I think it's, fine i don't think carnivore needs it i think it's cool to have that pivot uh this way you don't have to damage your own pokemon to retreat you can it's all you don't have to like sequence your energies as much because it just has free retreat so it's kind of cool um i'm sure there have been times where a player's like man i have one or two cards in my hand and i don't want to curl you my one card so now i can restart to pick up two and oh i don't need this now i can refinement um I, i'm sure there are scenarios like that that i come up um i just i don't know that you aside from the lost box matchup i don't know what it super super helps against maybe it helps against charizard because you can you know you can stay a one prize deck they go down to you know four or five prizes you just throw a mew in and then now you're hitting them for 330 with their own attack yeah that's a I, uh, cool you could probably still make that happen anyway and still offer up a one prizer in the process, but I would have to take five prizes. It doesn't matter what you throw in there. So that's something, I guess. But otherwise, I, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't, I haven't played enough with it to really have uh, very strong opinions either way. I could super see anybody being like, you need it. And someone else being like, nah, it's not necessary. And I'd believe either one. <laughs> I think. Putting Mew in the deck opens up doors for late game potential, specifically against Charizard. Yeah. You're already going to have a bad enough matchup into that deck as it is. And now, because that deck really doesn't like getting path, they're playing whatever stadium 
you know, doesn't hurt them. And sometimes that might end up being Lost City. And as much as you like to believe it does, like, it's kind of bad against, like, Charizard, it's actually really good. Because once you get to 330 HP, you know, there's not a whole lot stopping you. Um, you know, other than single strikers, you flew in four single strike energies, but, um, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it this time, I wasn't going to say had, it. I, I had to feel you a little bit. Um, but instead of you having to play like super like conservatively and like take two shots on things, you can afford to overextend with some of your baby guardies on some knockouts that maybe you wouldn't have because you didn't really know if you were going to have the line to set it back up. Now it's like, okay, I can just kind of grasp at enough resources to keep myself consistently drawing and i have a basic pokemon now that i could put down to copy a really big attack on a pokemon that i'm really having a hard time struggling like like knocking out and in the late game it kind of opens up that door but what it shuts down is the ability to play super strong and conservatively and reestablish a um a heavy attacking and drawing board state the following you know like in, in a different parallel universe where you don't play mew you know Real quick that's just to, to you know interject super fast uh can you tell mm. me what number charizard falls on this list it's not oh, on this okay list. but okay. but you have to you have to respect it it's the same thing with rapid strike urshifu it's not on this list but the second you pretend that deck doesn't exist anymore it's gonna make it way back on this list so that's kind of what i'm looking at through a scope and not to mention that previous event that we watched where charizard was how much of the top eight four yes see exactly like you just <laughs> can't you can't you can't afford to write it off like we have one good event where it is none of the eight different quote-unquote decks that are in it Still it's seven, not but continue <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you also have to take into account the regionals too. Like, think about it, even though what hasn't been placing, it's been a really big majority share of what's in the room that day. So, it, even though it's not in the top decks, potentially there's still a big chance you're going to hit it. So, you do have to respect it in that sense when too, because will a lot of people are still playing. It. Realize that I don't like Mew, and people shouldn't be playing it. <laughs> this is pure propaganda. I don't understand how I can make it clearer to you two. Okay, anyways. So it's a Nick different doesn't like Nick doesn't like talking about <laughs> Mew decks, so we, so we won't. I have such so, a heavy our, bias against psychic decks. It's not even funny. Oh, man, that I, I have a, a, a cult for you to join. It's called the Anti-Shadow Rider cult. Um, anyways, tier two, um, we have Gardevoir EX, Giratina V-Star, Chen Pao. Chen Pao's such a strong-looking deck right now. It's poised to do do well soon. Love it. Um, tier three, maybe Max, and Miraidon, and Flaffy, and RC's V-Star featuring Bieberel. Um, You know, I love seeing RC's creep back in there. You know, enough path, enough judge will get you there. And I heard that on a really cool podcast last week. So, <laughs> um, and I just, there's no arguing that all of these decks are incredibly strong. I think the format feels pretty good. What about y'all? Yeah, you could pick up any one of these decks and expect to do reasonably well at a tournament, potentially even win a tournament with seriously any of these eight decks. Um, uh, so I think that's great. I love, personally, I love that. I love when, you can pick something that you like to play or that you have a lot of experience with. Maybe it's a type, a Pokemon, whatever, and there's something for you. You go out and you can 
you don't have to worry so much about getting bodied because your deck just you know doesn't work or, or whatever it just doesn't have it it's not the right time for it you there's something on this list for everybody and i uh, that's the kind of format that i enjoy the most yeah, yeah i'm, Justin, I'm in the same boat honestly i just i think it's it's really healthy you can pick up pretty much any deck and and play i mean i've played through formats where you go to an event and you're going to hit you know in five rounds you're going to hit four of the same deck so i'm just really happy that i can go to tournaments and play a bunch of different decks all day um and it just makes it more interesting and unique and um and they're all in a sense balanced too which is nice like there's not one that's going to overpower greatly the other ones either so i i think i really do think it is a healthy meta people and people are saying right now it's stale and it's boring but i i think those are people that are just Either they play way, 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 way too much Pokemon to where the point they just get bored with it because they've played an absurd amount or they just haven't found the right deck for them, truthfully, because this is a very fun, balanced format, I feel like, um, because the next format might not be that (laughs) That's a decent segue. (laughs) Yes, and speaking of, um, I hope you liked all of the decks we talked about before because they're all dead. Um, <laughs> the card, Burn your cards, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just keep Ultra Ball, you'll be fine. Um, cards spotlight, if you will, is going to be our Paradox Rift set review. And we're going to start with my cards because I'm the one who makes the show notes. Um, for fair. it's fair, <laughs> it's can't argue. <laughs> yeah, um, my first card I picked, this is just because I like the card, I like the Pokemon. And I really like the attack game. It's Galissapod EX, 270 HP, water-type Pokemon. For two colorless, it's Aqua Blade for 70 damage, nothing else. And for one water and two colorless, the Swing and Skedaddle for 170 damage, which is super reasonable. And you discard any energy from this Pokemon, and you switch it with one of your benched Pokemon. Glisspods always kind of had cool cards with like a switching effect, if you will. And I think that this one is no exception. I like this card and I kind of wish it didn't have a three retreat cost, but I understand he is kind of heavy in terms of Pokemon because he's an armored bug. Um, Any thoughts on my first pick, friends? I just hate that it's a mandatory discard. Like, what if I don't want to? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that part kind of sucks, but yeah, just pilot it with that yeah. Melanie and then set up Arceus. And what are you, know, you, you going to Melanie to? Arceus, I literally just uh, said I just, just Melanie to Arceus. Yeah, but, oh, God, it just doesn't. I don't like that. I it, it would be. I would feel better if it was something like Swirling Slice on Empoleon Veeds, move an energy to a bench yeah. Pokemon and then switch, because then you can have this cool recycle effect. Um, mm-hmm. rather than just discard an energy uh, that just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like before it rotates, there's a world where like you can use it to set up like a late game Kyogre type of deal, but it's not that deep. It's not. It's just yeah. a cool card. I really like it. I'll find a way to play would it. You it's going to be bad. Would you pair it with Palkia because you're gonna, you're going to discard those energies and you could Star Portal and back and play. You definitely could, and we're going to have things like Vessel, and you're going to have things like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Superior Energy Retrieval. Maybe power them up instantly. 
you got it. It's so it's easy. You just set up a stage one, a stage two, and a second, no complications. Second stage one, you get all your items, and you're fine. It's easy, easy peasy, no worries. Just switch into another lightning week Pokemon, and like no one's gonna go to play eBay and buy hands, four right now. Right? I don't care what the prices are, just buy them of Galissa. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll probably buy the full arts of Galissapod. That's why I featured it on the show notes. I like the way it looks. Galissapod's cool. Yeah, he um, is a cool Pokemon. He is cool. Yeah. And I am going to cough and anyways <laughs> my next card is zatu it evolves from pokemon whose name is too small to read on this card not to not to not to very not cool that. i am not too smart <laughs> <laughs> got him anyways 100 hp psychic type pokemon the ability clairvoyant clear buoyant sense words are hard once during your turn, you may attach a basic psychic energy from your hand to this bench po- to one of your bench Pokemon. If you attach the energy to this Pokemon this way, you draw two cards. And for one psychic and two colors, it does Super Side Bolt for 80 damage, weak to dark, retreat of one. Seems like a consistent energy accelerator. It's going to be bad against Lost Box. But if you have a deck that needs psychic energy, this might not be too far off from what you're looking for. Anyways, my third <laughs> I, I, have, I don't have much positive to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I was playing against Shadow Rider when I first finally started wanting to be competitive with this game, I suppose, and I hated how much that card had going for it. Had it been this, I wouldn't have been so upset. Yeah, well, that's a VMAX for you, I suppose. Yep. It sure I is. definitely think it has a place, but I just don't know where yet. And that's it's GLC because, yeah, I mean, but just the fact to attach energy and draw it, it it's always going to be good. You're seeing cards and you're accelerating energy, so of course it's going to be good. But we'll see where it ends up. But it's a, you know, yeah. it's a stage one that one has a hundred health, so you can't even level ball. Two, mm. uh, it's once during your turn. So if you want to do this more than once, you have to have multiple, have and multiple. that's just a pain. As someone who has played, speaking of playing bad decks, uh, when we first started playing, one of my first competitive decks was Single Strike Urshifu Houndoom. And that was super annoying, setting up those multiple stage one Houndooms to accelerate an energy from the deck just so I could damage my own Pokemon. It was just, God, it was so fun. I loved it, but (laughs) it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I, uh, for one, am not a fan of that deck either. So maybe I just didn't enjoy that format at all. Join the club. Um, my, my last cards are both the Aegislash that are coming out in this set. I am just a tremendous fan of this Pokemon in general. And it got two really cool cards, in my opinion. Unfortunately, they're both stage twos. But the baby Aegislash has 150 HP, and has the ability of Mysterious Shield, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon from attacks of your opponent's Pokemon EX and V, so it's safeguard. And for one metal and one colorless, it does hard bashing, and it's shred, and I think that's really cool. Weak to fire, resistant to grass, three retreat costs, a little hefty, a little hard to set up. We do have Adamant in the format, and it's a pretty low, like, energy costs for attacks so like you don't really have to focus on what you're going to do after you sell your soul to set it up 
But I think a really cool feature for this Evo line is that it also gets an EX in this format with 330 HP. Aegis EX does Peerless Edge for 70 times and this attack to 70 more damage for each prize card you have taken, which is neat. I do like steamroll attacks. And for two metal, it does double edge slash, 220 damage, and this does 30 damage to itself. 220 is a really respectable number to hit in this format right now. And I just really like the combo of the two. This is another one of those. I'll play with it. I'll try to make it work. And I'll wait till the next set to find the next card to do this with type of thing. But I'm super interested in both of these. And I can't wait to play with them on PTCGL. I'm with you. I'm a big fan. <laughs> the, the baby Angel Slash is, I think, really good, personally. 120, you're knocking out a lot of those single prize Pokemon. 150, it's a little hard for things like Crammer and stuff to come back and KO you, which is really cool. Um, I absolutely love that we have you're pr- uh, protected from damage from both EX and V, not just one or the other. So I, I, I'm a big fan. And you can't the um, Flying Peak, which is nice because it's an evolution Pokemon. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. And it has yeah, Shred, nice. so you can't be Alolan Vulpix, then you hit for exactly 240 Steel Weakness. Yeah. Yeah. No, good points. I, that yes. is really good points, actually. Take that, Arceus Dex. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially going into uh, this format, you know, Chen Pals talked about being really good, and that's also seal weak, so you hit that for weakness as well, and they can't hit you back. So that's nice. Uh, yeah, the Chen Pao is weak to metal. It's true. This is very true. All very good points. I'm glad we're all fans of the cards that Drew picked. Very cool. Anyways, just okay, these cards. I just I'm really glad. <laughs> rush us through that sentence. <laughs> what are you talking about everyone said that we we all agreed uh justin you picked some really cool cards uh so why don't you go ahead and lead us off with your first yeah one? justin how did you pick these yeah, three Drew, i pick these yeah, yeah. Um, for those that don't know um Which no no Drew one knows actually outside of this for me because i life. forgot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'll edit that part out it's fine yeah. it's like it never happened <laughs> like it never happened um, although he did pick two that I'm kind of actually interested in. So, uh, the first one is counter catcher, counter catcher. It is back. Um, so you can use this card only if you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent, switch in one of your opponent's bench Pokemon to the active spot. So, um, really good comeback card. Uh, if you're behind in prizes, it's a item based switch, um, or item based boss, uh, which is really good for something like uh, control, where you're not planning on taking any prizes. You usually let your opponent take the first prize, and then now you have a free disruption card. You can move things or you can pick things off the bench. You want them to hard to treat. Um, I played this card quite a bit back in the day whenever I did play a little more control. Um, so just, uh, I think, a really great card to have in the format. It definitely makes you have to think about um, taking prizes for potential plays with the counter catcher. Um, because, it, you know, sometimes if people have a dead hand, you're not so much worried about the boss because you want, you, you know, they're going to Iono because they need a fresh hand. So, whereas with the counter catcher, they can use it and also Iono in the same turn. So, um, just really makes you as a player <laughs> think about taking knockouts in specific, specific situations. 
um, as well as, like I said, hopefully this means control could potentially come back. I know you guys probably don't want to hear that, but I love playing control. So, oh no, I love it. I, like I said, I was kind of back pocketing a little bit of control here and there, some penny loops, some stall acts. Um, and you're always going to be behind on prizes. So yep. exactly <laughs> watching Nick's eyes roll so far in the back of his head. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> able to see my, uh, all my sealed product behind me. That's how hard I was rolling my eyes. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, no, that's hilarious. No, but countercatcher is good because you're always going to be behind on prizes, and uh, it's you're not a supporter. You have to play for the turn. Nick, thoughts on the card? I've never played in a format with countercatcher, so I actually don't know. Um, I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> I don't want to think about things. <laughs> I want to be able to use. One of the cards I'm going to talk about to just take easy KOs and just kind of mow through things. That's how I like to play. I don't want to think. I want to. Yeah. I want to attack. All gas, never break. So <laughs> fair, fair enough. But if you research into countercatcher, it's like getting to all gas and boss at the same time. It, it is <laughs> true, and I don't know how I feel about it, but. You're going to love it. Uh, You're going to love it. Seems like it's a stretch. You're going to like the way it feels. I guarantee oh. it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but not after we talk about this yeah, card. Yeah, this is one right. of my concerns. But So I, quote unquote, totally picked this card. Um, Iron <laughs> Hands EX. Uh, no, it's Iron Hands H- I know. It's so bad on the hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag Iron Hands X. <laughs> oh my god so it's a basic 230 hp lightning type future pokemon the first attack for two lightning and colorless arm press for 160 and then the the one everything is everyone is scared about is one lightning three colorless amp you very much 120 damage if your opponent's uh pokemon is knocked out by damage from this attack take one more prize card thoughts guys i'm gonna let you go for it I I don't think it's going to be the death sentence to the game that some people think it will be. Will will you lose games because of this? Yes. Will it be as often as we think? I really, really hope not. But it would be really annoying, and this is something I posted to Twitter, Erica's Invitation, which lets you look at your opponent's hand, Take a basic Pokemon from it, put it onto their bench, and then switch it into the active. And then you go, cool, now I'm going to amp you very much. I'm going to take that Luminion that you were hiding, or that Squawk ability that you drew turn three and no longer needed. I'm going to take that, put it into the active, take three prizes, and that's half the game in one attack. Obviously, one Lightning three calls isn't the easiest to power up, but between Archaeops and Champau uh, or Bexcalibur, that is. It's not unreasonable to do in a single turn. It's true. It's very true. Um, Iron Hands X is a really good <laughs> card that you could put in just about anything that can accelerate energy. Um, there's another card we're going to talk about here in the in the, the future, if you will, um, that just lets you search out 
basic energy. So whatever you're playing and plus one lightning energy to power this up, you know, I could see play in Chen Pao, which is weird. I can see play in Lugia, which is weird. Probably can't be played in Gardevoir, but that's not going to stop people from trying. Um, it's just one of those cards that uh, really tilts the game in one way or another. Um, but I'm sure Nick can agree with me. It's never been a better time to play fighting Pokemon. Seriously. So go us. And um, then, yeah, and and I'll just add to it, too. Like, oh, were you finished, Drew? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I'm just, I basically, I was going to finish it off with a Gale Thrust for the win, but that's just me. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, I, I think it's definitely going to be one of those cards that it'll go in waves in the meta. So it's, it, we've kind of seen <laughs> this happen with cards in the past. Like uh, when it comes out, it's going to see play because people are still pr- playing single prize decks or evolving decks and it's going to make, be an issue. Well, then all of a sudden people are going to stop playing those decks as much and they're going to play things that this card has a hard time knocking out, making it somewhat irrelevant. So then it'll make its way out of lists. And that's where kind of those single prize decks might be able to make their way back in for a little while. And then all of a sudden this will pop back in. And it's kind of like, what's that, uh, Decidueye Opsigoon like chart that everyone used to talk about where it was like the optimal times to play it. Like it literally comes and goes in waves. I feel like that's how this card might be technically. Tend to agree. I think that, uh, it's weird to say it, but I think it's good for the format. It, uh, promotes better deck building. And uh, maybe specific decks will rely less on playing two Luminion to actually function. Why well, gotta call um, me out like that? Anyways, next card. <laughs> why? Why? What did I do to you? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured I'd throw shots. <laughs> you can't punch me through the screen, so I'm pretty safe behind my keyboard. I'll, I'll see now. you at NEIC. Don't worry. All right, sounds good. That's when you come to NEIC with a baby strapped to your chest, like, can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be selling Power tickets play. to this if anyone wants to uh, I feel like we've up. done this before I'm living deja vu anyway what's this last card the YouTube title is <laughs> going to be Dark Bear Dojo punches baby <laughs> no stop that I don't even want that as an option Dark Bear Dojo hates baby <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I don't Anyways. for the record <laughs> <laughs> your last really cool card. <laughs> My last really cool card is uh, Professor Turo's Scenario, which is another future card. Uh, put one po- one of your Pokemon in play into your hand. Discard all other cards attached to that Pokemon. So again, um, another card that kind of goes into the stall category or control category. Um, it, it's it's. Different version of Penny. Um, the cards don't go back to your hands like the attached cards don't, like Penny does. Um, but it doesn't have to be a basic Pokemon. You can pick up an evolved Pokemon. Um, so it does have its own niche use. Um, it's there was a card back in the day called Acerola, uh, and it's pretty much like that as well. Um, Acerola saw a lot of play in kind of stall esque decks where you could pick up your Pokemon and then recycle them over and over. So. Um, whether it'll see more play than Penny does, I'm not sure, but it is just another option in the upcoming, hopefully, Controls card pool. If Gardevoir sees the light of day after an Iron Handsex takes it out of the format entirely, because that's just the way the world works, um, this would be the better version of Penny played in that deck, because you don't want all that psychic energy back in your hand. 
you want it in the discard pile. So this gives you a lot more flexibility. And I think that it's cool because of that. There's a lot of other decks that could benefit from mass things in the discard pile, i.e. Kyogre decks. But I still don't think this is probably something you'll play there. But, you know, if there's a world where, like, you don't let Dragonite go down, and but you do want the energy in the discard pile, this is kind of sick. Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't, again, something I don't have super strong feelings towards, I think. The players who have a plan for it or able to make use of it are really happy and everyone else kind of just doesn't care. Ah, tend to agree. Yeah. yeah. But it's a cool additive to our format yeah. nonetheless. Nick's cards. Well, since Justin had two future cards, I felt it appropriate to get two ancient cards. And we'll start off with one that is, is something that I'm playing in the two decks we're going to discuss, and that is Earthen Vessel, which is an item cards an ancient and has the ancient tag you could only play this card if you discard one card from your hand search your deck for two basic energies and put them back into your hand it's great for things like chimpow right you want to be able to get those energies you shivery chill get two then you can earthen vessel to get two more and now all of a sudden you have four energies look at me i'm doing good damage look at me i can radiant greninja i could attach three of them to my iron hands and then that's one of the energies i get from the earth vessel could be a lightning now i attach for turn boom amp you very much uh see you tomorrow right so there's a lot of cool opportunities to use this uh i've used it in chien power play testing where i discard a water energy because i already have like two three in the discard and i want the superior energy retrieval but i don't have i can't superior energy retrieval for two energies but i can do it for three i don't feel as bad doing it or for four is ideal so i can get that third or fourth energy into the discard while still you know searching for two more superior and then boom now i got six energies five energies in the hand something like that so i think there's a lot of cool ways to use this outside of just like thinning the deck which is a, a, a positive but we can still really actively <clears throat> excuse me use this card yeah, no, hard agree. I think that this is a wonderful item. That's what makes it stand out the most, is that you're doing this much discard plus searching with an item card, and I think that's huge. Um, you know, there are so many decks right now that are relying on things like Curlia to help them actually consistently discard things that are necessary for their deck to go forward. Zorobox being one of them. But is it Regidrago V-Star being another... Uh, and so on and so forth. And we have a lot of in-hand-based effects, one of them being Gardenia's Vigor, which is on paper a very yeah. good card if you were looking at the TCG through a scope, but it just it's hard to have your cake and eat it too, where this is one of those things that will at least give you your cake. Yeah, absolutely. Golden Go EX does more damage for the number of energies you discard from your hand. Now I can guarantee to get two, right? Like, there's... There's cool things about it, and I and the fact that it's an item is fantastic. Yep, gimmick cool. Um, what other cards do you have? We got buddy? Roaring Moon EX, which is one of the cards I'm most excited for from this set. It's another ancient Pokemon. It's a basic 230 dark type, two retreat cost, and it's weak to grass, which Charizard EX being as popular as it is means that you might start to see some grass types pop up in the format, which kind of stinks. This to kind of get caught in the crossfire but it's okay because we have two very solid attacks the first one being frenzied gouging for two dark and a colorless 
just knock out your opponent's active Pokemon. That's it. It's gone. Goodbye. It goes kaboom. And there's a little bit of a drawback. If you knock out a Pokemon with Frenzy Gouging, you deal 200 damage to yourself. So you don't knock out your your, your own Pokemon. It's not like a two-for-two two trade. But they're probably going to KO you the next turn because you're left with just 30. And anything could do 30 damage. A, a Charmander for a single Fire Energy could do 30 damage. So uh, <laughs> something to be considerate of when you're going to use Frenzy Gouging, the best time to actually do it. But one of the cool things about it is that you, it lets you get ahead on the prize trade, especially into EX and, and V decks where, okay, fine. I take the first two prizes and you KO me, but I'm just going to come back and frenzy gouging the next turn and go down to two prizes and then you're, you'll knock me out again. So we're tied to two to two, but I'm just going to frenzy gouging for the third time and get my prizes first. So it, it doesn't really matter if you come back and counter KO. If you don't want the frenzy gouging, if you can't afford that damage for whatever reason, Calamity Storm for the same exact energy requirement does 100 damage, and you could discard a stadium in play to do an extra 120, so you're hitting that really solid 220 mark. Lots of decks play stadiums. You, you as a Royal Moon player, would play some stadiums, so it's pretty likely that something will be in play uh, for you to hit that 220 mark and knock out most basic EXs and Pokemon V, so I'm a big fan of this. I tend to agree. Justin, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, no, <clears throat> I mean... Auto knocking out something is just is insane, especially whenever right now, like the biggest issue, like you mentioned with Charizard EX, is the fact it's such a big, big, hefty Pokemon that takes so much to knock out, and Grass isn't seeing really any relevant play. So it's really hard to <coughs> one shot that thing unless you're another Charizard or a new EX, you know, on your final turn. Um, so just the fact that you can early game just one shot one if they happen to get it set up. Is really strong, and then if you don't need to do that, I mean, two doing two twenty with Calamity Storm or even just a hundred on certain things is really good. Um, good numbers. I mean, the energy cost is normally a little weird, but the fact that we still have Dark Patch in format, I think, makes it really a lot easier to set up than uh, it normally would yeah. be. And then just things like the Earthen Vessel, and then another card we didn't talk about was the Sato's um, Vitality. Oh, uh, what's Professor what's Sato's Vitality? Yes, that one where it accelerates energies to your ancient Pokemon from the discard pile. So that as well helps set up the Roaring Moon just super fast. So um, I think it's got a lot going for it as well, So, or as as well as being a basic. So it's just easy to slap down and get I've going. I've had games where I legitimately used Earthen Vessel to discard a Dark Energy, got two more, Ultra Ball those two Dark Energies, Dark Patch, Sada, Attach for Turn, boom. And now my Roaring Moon's set up. I just play Escape for a Switch <laughs> cart. Um, and there we go. Like I've done that, that exact sequence with you know, some more steps in between. But now it's okay, cool. Now Calamity Summer Frenzy Gouging just KO. And it happens that it, listen, is that that's best case scenario. But it's you're playing really high counts of everything, so it's not unreasonable to do. Yeah. Uh, times you don't do it, it's you know, it kind of stinks, but uh, do I think this is going to be best deck in format? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a fun tier two deck that, if no one's expecting, could you get some some solid win with? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a cool card. I think it's very um, anti VMAX without being a, you know, you do this if your opponent has a VMAX Pokemon in play. Because no one wants to lose three prizes for something that can be set up on the first turn. 
quite possibly has the best going second start in the format. Um, You know, there's just nothing you could take away from this card, having Dark Patch, Sada, Energy Switch, Moltres, Thornton, Baby Moltres. It's got everything going for it. All those are cute ways to get to the final goal, but it's accessible, and it's all in standard right now. So it's like, you just can't deny the Roaring Moon is something that people definitely need to take into consideration when they want to win with Mew VMAX next, you know, first paradox or if illegal yeah. and it has no abilities so like i don't care if you path me like go nuts um yeah. the luminion squawk ability i play might but otherwise like whatever um <laughs> and then yeah frenzy calamity storm for you know, just a stadium and play knocking out your mu ex i don't even need to frenzy gouging it's wonderful um but i do have one more card it's another card that is centered around a deck that i'm building or trying to build playing and that is garchomp ex 320 health stage 2 water type pokemon it is a water type because this is a terror type shifted normally garchomp is either dragon or ground or or in the tcg fighting but here's a water type it does use fighting energies but it has a lightning weakness which kind of stinks and a free retreat cost which is wonderful for the version of the deck that i'm playing it's first attack for a single fighting, just one, one fighting energy. Can't stress this enough. One fighting energy. Hydrolander does 160 damage, which is great. You're knocking out Arceus. Um, why would you knock out Arceus? In two hits, yeah. Well, no, because it's weak to No, fight you're it. doing water type damage, oh, though. yes. Oh, yes, that's right. That's unfortunate. You're not knocking no. out Arceus. Okay, yeah, it's just the energy on. requirement. Though you do the damage of the type the Pokemon is, not the type of energy the attack uses. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm with so, it now. But I'm still, with it. If somebody wants to throw in a random Charizard EX uh, from 151 into their Obsidian Flame Charizard deck or Entei's or things like that. Now we're taking one-shots on those, which is kind of nice. But anyway, Hydrolander, one Fighting Energy, 160 and you attach up to three basic fighting energies from your discard to your bench Pokemon in any way you want, which is such a good attack. Again, we can use this Earthen Vessel to discard a fighting energy. We can Greninja, Radiant Greninja, fighting energy. We can Ultra Ball fighting energies, research, whatever. Uh, the version I play has re- the Refinement Curlia, so I can just keep using those. You attach just one energy, you hit 160, you're knocking out almost every single single prize Pokemon, uh, if not all of them, in that one hit, and then you're setting up your next Pokemon, which means you can take a hit, as long as you're not getting one shot, you Cheryl, free retreat, go into your other Garchomp, those energies that you discarded from the Cheryl just get re-accelerated to your bench Garchomp now, or whatever Pokemon. You can use this with the Brilliant Stars Lucario that has Auras Fior Volley, that lets you accelerate energies from the deck to itself. You accelerate, stack a bunch of energies using Hydro and onto it. And it does like 60 times the number of energies onto the thing. You have to discard them all, which means you can re-accelerate them over the course of the game back to other Pokemon. You do massive damage with that Lucario. It's a lot of fun, a little clunky at times, but man, Garchomp is just, I think it's way better than people are giving it credit for. The only issue is weakness yeah i mean that's on on paper the the card is insane like i actually look at this card and i go this thing i don't know why it's not just being talked about that that was a tweet earlier you know i'm I'm trying to look it up so 
yeah, that's Chip, Chip Ritchie. That's what it was. Chip Ritchie was no, saying, was it? why isn't anybody talking about this? It also has the Terra attribute so that it can't be damaged by uh, on the bench from snipe attacks. So you don't have to worry about something like a, a Ravager Urshifu trying to finish it off if you know after they Gale Thrust or hit you. You don't have to worry about something like Radiant Greninja trying to soften you up for a big Dragonite attack the following turn. So it, it has... So many positives. Irida is a wonderful addition because it's a water type Pokemon. So you just Irida or the Garchomp or Red Candy. You're going in no time. I mean, it's just that one lightning weakness. And you even have snipe damage. We didn't even talk about the second attack, Sonic Dive for two colorless energies. Discard two energy from this Pokemon. It does 120 to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So that means if we, you know, Hydrolander does 160. We hit into a Lugia V-Star, they retreat, or they we hit into a Lugia V, they run to the bench, they evolve, now they have 280. Well, you know what? 280 minus 160 is 120. Same thing for Arceus, same thing for uh, Pidgeots, things like that. Like We can easily hit into them, they retreat, and then we get Sonic Dive, snipe them later. It is great, and again, those energies get discarded, so we take a hit. We don't care, as long as we don't get one shot, because we Cheryl. We don't have any energies on it anyway. Free retreat, Bring up another Garchomp, or to use the same Garchomp, just attach a single energy to Hydrolander and accelerate more energies. The the loop is nuts. That's what I was about to say. Like because of the energy fulfillment, Cheryl's never found a better partner than this. Like this is absolutely bananas. Well, and the fact too that the free retreat's big on that too, because it's not even like you, you need multiple energies a lot of times we see these stage twos or threes have two or three energy cost requirement and sometimes you you can't retreat to put a fresh one up that you accelerate energies to where this is just like it's super easy to do that and it's not like like you mentioned with the the urshifu it's not like they can rapid flow to damage the one in the active and the one on the bench and kind of call the bluff of oh you can't cheryl now because then you'll just discard all your energies um it's just not possible for them so uh, I just, I, I really do think that, like they said, on paper, this card should be everything everyone's talking about. Um, I, even with Iron Hands, um, the the capsule that attaches to it still doesn't one-shot it. So it's not even like, it's because I think that only does, adds 20. extra 30, it does, correct? Extra or, 20. So you do 280. 20. Yeah, so, yeah, so with weakness, you're only doing 280, so they can't even one-shot you. So then you just Cheryl or switch into the other one, and there you go, you're good to start all over again. Bros, I think we're thinking we're we're catching small fish here. It accelerates three fighting energy. You could put those three fighting energy on Iron Hands and attach a single lightning energy, and now Garchomp can play Iron <laughs> Hands. Is... It's so good. The writing's on the you wall. You can do boys. that. You can use Rapid Strike Urshifu to Gale Thrust or Rapid G Max Rapid Fall. You can use the uh, Single Strike Urshifu if you want to, though it's a little harder. You can very easily use the the Brilliant Stars Lucario that I mentioned. There's so many options. Any anything that uses colorless or or end or fighting type energies is on the table with this uh, Garchomp. As long as you find a way to make it function properly, it could work. I mean, true. Yeah, it doesn't more, have to be to itself. More power to you, man. I mean, I'm not a hater as much as like much people like to believe. It is a flagship Sword and Shield, and that Sword and Shield, a Scarlet Violet Pokemon, because it is like the first naturally occurring Terra Pokemon you run into, which I think yeah, is cool. Yeah, one of yeah. Um, the first like cool big yeah, one. Yeah, and and I 
I love everything it's got going for it, but like you've said time and time again, it's just hard to give it all of this than one weakness that is just incredibly bad right now. Um, but other than that, it's it's a cool card. I just I would have to see it played on paper to really understand. You don't have to wait much longer. I have a video coming out. I played uh, as a, as a spoiler and a teaser. Played a bunch of games with Hitman Channing, who also does great webcam content. We played some games. Nice. Um, I played Garchomp with Curlia and the Buddy Catch Glade, so I could just go find those Cheryls whenever I want. And he played mm-hmm. Skeledurge, the metal Skeledurge from uh, Paradox Rift. Did he play no. Greedent VMAX? Not going to give away all that. <laughs> and then we played another game where he used Maridon Iron Hands, and I played Roaring Moon. And that video is coming out this Wednesday, the 25th. So the, depending on oh, when this sick. podcast episode actually airs, it might either be out or coming out, uh, you know, same day. Yeah, everybody go watch those because I will yeah. be too. So uh, the the Roaring Moon one was so much fun, and that should probably tell you how that direction went. <laughs> the, the, the deck looks fun, man. Uh, but there's so many other cool cards yeah. coming out in the set. I'm so excited to see how the meta shifts with uh, all the new things be- being added. You know, um, you know, for example, Venomoth was on nobody's radar coming into 151. All of a sudden, it's a deck. So I'm excited to see those things come out of the wet work. Um, you know, aside from the awesome nine cards, or I guess ten cards that we talked about uh, just, just now. Real quick, Luke from Celio's Network, uh, you know, I try to keep up to date on what people are talking about or doing on Twitter while we're doing this, just in case anything relevant happens. And mm-hmm. he, he just tweeted a handful of minutes ago that he's on page six of his uh, script for the Paradox Rift set review, and he's barely halfway done. That's how many cool you know, potentially ch- game changing or really cool wow. cards are coming in this set. And I, I'm here for it. I was super excited when Pokemon sent me Paradox Rift to open up early on the channel. So huge thank you to Pokemon for doing that. And uh, yeah, this is, this, it's great. I'm, I'm a big fan of the set overall. Did, are you going to eat those two full art supporters? Am I going to eat them? Yeah, yes, I, I suggested you, you eat them on Twitter and you I didn't did. reply I back to me. I did. <laughs> Did you? No, did you say you were going to eat them? I, I said, which direction? Well, I, I, said, back to me. <laughs> I said, which direction do I start? Uh, I don't know. I'll just tape them together and eat them sandwich style. Anyways, <laughs> listener question, which is actually just me. Um, pick three starter stage twos to defend you and the other 24 are attacking you. Oh, Who are you picking? Oh, my God. Um, I, did it have to be starters? Okay. Yeah, because if it was th- any Pokemon, the twenty-four starters are attacking you. Then I simply pick Arceus. Well, I, I mean, I would have assumed not... stuck at stage two, but <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, Venusaur is definitely one of them. I think Poison Grass is pretty good. Um, I, I honestly, I think you got to go Firewater Grass Core, right? Like, it, that's kind of how I'm feeling. You got to cover so your bases Venusaur, Blaziken, yeah. and maybe even. Um, Empoleon is just super good defensively, or pre, uh, what's the other one? Pre Marina. Fairy type is just super good. So, Fairy um, yeah. type is good, but is there like realistically anything weak to it? Is kind of the. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do like Venusaur, 
or 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 maybe maybe Torterra. That's pretty good too. But it's too many. I think it has too many like weaknesses. Four times weak to ice kind of stinks. Uh, so yeah, Venusaur, Poisekin, and or actually no, Venusaur, Infernape, Empoleon, Final Answer. Justin. Oh, this is actually I I I'm having a tough time with this one. I I think definitely Feraligatr is one of them. I think he's just I think he's just neat. One really cool, but also Marge Simpson. He's neat. He's pretty strong. <laughs> I think it's just neat. Um, oh, Venusaur, I was kind of thinking too because of the poison, and also just he's a big tank as well too. Um, and he heals a lot, so he can kind of heal himself uh, as yeah, he you're, takes you're, hits. Uh, what's the one that puts the roots in? Um, whatever that's no, leech you can leech seed, or you have the other one where it roots you and you heal. Um. But you have chlorophyll as a hidden ability, which is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, just all this. So yeah, so Venusaur would probably be one. I don't know for fire because I, I agree. I think you have to cover your types. Um, I don't even remember half the like the Gen four, five, and six <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, actually, I think I'd have to change mine because I would have two. Weak to psychic, it'd have to be Venusaur, um, Greninja, Infern, Infernape. I need, I need like a psychic counter. Ooh, I actually don't know Pignite stats, um, or what, or whatever. Yeah. The Embor, Embor, not Pignite. Um, I don't know. Let's just go with him. He he looks like he's kind of tanky and interesting. He's neat. Neat. I'm just, I'm just picking up my heart here. I've got no strategy in mind. It's gonna be Venusaur, Skeledurge, and Swampert. Oh, I forgot Skeledurge. Sure. I feel like that's oh pretty good, though. I feel like that's pretty solid. Um, yeah, or maybe, maybe I go Decidueye. See, I was kind of thinking that too, but I feel like Venusaur is just such an a, an all rounder, like. You just you can't go wrong. It's got the best of both worlds. Heal and tank plus like pretty solid attacks. Unfortunately doesn't have access to Earthquake like Torterra does, but like I, what do you, I think what I'm gonna go with losing out on. Yeah. And I think I am gonna switch to Skeledurge too. I actually somehow completely forgot about him. I'm from Florida, I gotta pick the alligators in the front. Gotta pick the gators, bro. And like <laughs> And like Mudkip is like my secondary homie because he and Wooper are like essentially the same like Pokemon, but like, <laughs> but not really. But like I'm also a big Mudkip fan for real. Yeah, I'm sticking sticking Venusaur for sure. I think Greninja is a good pick. Uh, and then yeah, I guess I guess Infernape, right? Seems, but I he feel seems like good. I feel like the the ones that always get left out are like Charizard. You know, like Charizard, flagship Pokemon, everyone knows. But like, quad from a weakness. all beats all standpoint, you're like, you know, but like, flying is really good against like grass, and like, 
clearly we already have so fast. What's strong against grass? We already have fire type. We we don't need something that has two strengths against fire. Against grass, I mean. Yeah, but then like range. I mean, this, you know? Like the vines are just gonna grab them out of the sky just, anyways. I feel like that's not the dude you need attacking Charizard. attacks. I don't know what you've been doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Inteleon literally builds a that's sniper. True. So it's like you can't you can't tell me that there isn't something that isn't gonna reach Charizard, but like and then there's like Skeptile. Like Skeptile, but he's we're not he's... counting megaforms, but like it literally swings a Christmas tree around its back when it goes mega. Yeah, That's pretty sick too. So I don't. We're not doing mega. So like, I like Sceptile as a Pokemon, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I pick him for this. <laughs> Can I pick him? into Situi? Is that an option? See, I was kind of there too. Hisui and Situi being like fighting and fighting flying grass. is kind of sick. Is it fighting? fighting I thought grass. it was fighting flying. It I is. feel like that's kind of worse then. But I still okay, like so it. So then it's bad. I do too. I love his hat. He looks like a little samurai. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to ask more thought-provoking, yeah. <laughs> thought-provoking uh, questions to the podcast, make sure you're hitting up our well, Twitter well, at PCS underscore what, what, who your three would uh, be. I want to know. I want to know how poorly I picked, and I want to hear some good, thought-out trios to combat the other 24. So t- tell us, uh, you know, tweet at us. Yeah, why didn't nobody pick Sprigatito? <laughs> Grass Dark is just it's so <laughs> weakness. I mean, they all have so many weaknesses. Grass has a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And no one also picks Cinderace either, which is surprising nobody. Um, congrats to Aaron for winning this month's locals with Palkia Kingdra. Very cool deck. Very good pilot. Um, October 27th, which is this Friday, we'll have our GLC webcam locals in the Discord, so make sure you're signing up for those. The links are in the Discord. Come join the fun, and I hope you all can make it out. Toronto predictions. This episode has gone on very, very long. I hope you remember what format we're in by now. Justin, lead us off. Oh, um, I'm going to go Old Faithful and say Lost Box. Tried and true. Yeah, Nick. it's won quite a few. This is this is the tournament where Chan Pao pulls it in and brings home the trophy. I would actually love that. I am not picking Chen Pao because Nick did. I'm picking Chen Pao because I haven't stopped picking Chen Pao since Fair. we did this next season. And eventually I'll be right. So <laughs> here we are. Um over under Charizard in top eight. What's the number? I'm gonna say under. three. Under. 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 Yeah. I'll take the over here. It's gonna be a are weird we, like, one. Documenting um, this. Are we gonna recover? Are we gonna reconvene next week to see how good our predictions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is the last two. Yeah. 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 We'll go. We'll go over <laughs> for sure. Um. Hmm. Cross switchers in top eight. I'm going to say that two or less decks have them. Anyone have thoughts one way or another? I'm going to go under again. I'm going to. Oh, actually, if I'm going to say over. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say over. Yeah. I feel like it's something that 
a lot of decks can make use of. Champow, a lot of awesome. I'm going to say over. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to hold the under on this particular one. And then finally, um, let's do. Is there a deck or a card right now that like needs to make day two but hasn't? That what do we needs thinking? to make day two but hasn't? I'm sure there's a. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there's plenty. <laughs> I'm sure you could make a case for either Urshifu. I'm sure you could. Um, those those are the two. I've seen people talking about Blastoise again lately. Yeah, I know, man. Blows it out of the water. Anything of a ride on destroys it. It does. I'm just saying. I've seen people talking yeah. about it. Um, I'll take I'll take the under. Gudra, I don't care what the I'll take the under on Blastoise in day two. <laughs> okay, it's not gonna be Blastoise. <laughs> um. Let's say Gudra in top sixty-four. How many? You think it's gonna be more than more than two? Yeah. I'll uh, say there'll be one. More than two. Top sixty-four Gudra. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Yeah? Cool. I'm gonna th- well, I'm gonna say there's gonna be two or more. I was gonna say, can I say exactly two? Sure. I'll give you exactly. But you know how over unders work, right? It's not e- okay. Yes, I I understand, but like now that would we'll, we'll give him two. <laughs> well, let's say because I think I don't. I think there might be more than one, but I don't. That's the, think there's that's gonna be the three. Bet. That's what I was like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think there'll be three, or or maybe possibly more. But like that's just that's just where I'm at. Uh, yeah, Hopefully. I'm taking the over on two. <laughs> cool very cool alright Justin plug the show yeah if you guys want to find me on Twitter my handle is Pokebrews uh, TCG and if you want to find me on Instagram my handle is Pokebrews Instagram is still the easiest way to reach me and on both so- socials you can find my Linktree account where you can find things like my TCG player store um, we also have our bonfire uh, account by P- oh my god I cannot talk tonight <laughs> we have our PCS podcast official merchandise by Bonfire. That link is bonfire.com slash store slash PCS pod. On to you, Drew. If you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm Katana TCG. Um, if you would like to join our Discord, or not our Discord, but the tournaments in our Discord, as well as the other features in our Patreon, make sure you're checking out patreon.com slash PCS podcast. Um, being a part of the Patreon gets entry to the monthly giveaway as well as uh, entrance to the PCS locals. It's a really good time. Make sure you're checking that out. Nick, Dark Bear Dojo. Dark Bear Dojo everywhere. Dark Bear Dojo, YouTube primarily, Twitter primarily, but I do have Instagram, TikTok. TikTok I honestly, amazingly use TikTok for the fun filters and like rankings and tier game, like all the games <laughs> and stuff. So it's just like chill. But, um, you got some cool. Uh, what I, I'm going to be trying to do some innovative content in the near future. Have to figure out some logistical stuff uh, stuff for it. But in the meantime, Dark Bed Dojo, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of fun, uh, fun stuff. We have a Discord. Uh, you can you know chat and hang out more. We're trying to build a solid community. That's why I changed the name to Dark Bed Dojo. So we're really working on that. But that's uh, it's pretty easy to find.
Hell yeah. Love to see it. Make sure you check in on all that content. I'm I'm super excited to see Rung all the Moon webcam stuff. And Garchomp. Um, are, well, Rogue Moon versus Iron Hands Maridon, followed by Garchomp versus Skeledurge. Those are the, the two that are coming up next. Very sick. Love to see it. All right. And Justin, go ahead and sign us off. We will see you guys after Toronto. What a sign off. <laughs> see you. <ya. laughs>